You know how to book flights and hotels. All you're missing is a tool to plan the travel experiences you'll have once you arrive. That's why you need Viator. Book guided tours, activities, excursions, and more in one place to make your trip truly unforgettable. Viator has over 300,000 travel experiences to choose from. Everything from simple tours to extreme adventures and all the niche, interesting stuff in between. So you can plan something that everyone you're traveling with will enjoy. Real traveler reviews give the inside scoop from people who've already been on the experiences you're considering. So you can plan with confidence. Free cancellation helps you plan for the unexpected. And 24-7 customer support means you can travel worry-free. Download the Viator app now and use code Viator10 for 10% off your first booking in the app. Find travel experiences for you. Do more with Viator. For the ones who work hard to ensure their crew can always go the extra mile, and the ones who get in early so everyone can go home on time, there's Granger, offering professional grade supplies backed by product experts so you can quickly and easily find what you need. Plus, you can count on access to a committed team ready to go the extra mile for you. Call, clickgranger.com or just stop by. Granger for the ones who get it done. Subscribe to Inclusion Revolution Radio wherever you can get podcasts. Listen up, Ohio, because this is a test from Pepsi. If you call Seabus Seatown, you're not from Ohio. If you don't know the Blue Jackets actually have a fifth line, you're not from Ohio. And if you don't know what to say when someone yells OH, you're not from Ohio. We know this because at Pepsi, we are from Ohio. In fact, we bottle ice cold Pepsi right here in Seabus. So when you're thirsty for something that says you're from here and proud of it, grab a Pepsi and say here's to OHIO, where Pepsi and life are oh so refreshing. This is the Yanks Go Yard Podcast with Adam Weinrib and Thomas Carinante. Welcome to a Wednesday edition of the Yanks Go Yard Podcast. I'm Adam Weinrib alongside Thomas Carinante. George Springer is leaving Houston. Let's go. George Springer is going to the AL East. God damn it. Uh, the Mets have a scandal of their own that they tried to extinguish, but we're not going to let them get away with it that quickly. And Joe Musgrove went to the Padres, who are just collecting pitchers. How did the Yankees pivot, and did they even want him? Folks, make sure to find us on Apple Podcasts, Google Podcasts, Spotify, wherever you do get your podcasts. We will be there. Make sure to drop us a five-star review, along with a mailbag question in that review. We will be more than happy to answer it. As the offseason, which had a little roller coaster bump from DJ and Corey Kluber last Friday, continues to mostly drone on. Thomas, how you doing? Uh, how are you dealing with the reality that George Springer is going to be at Yankee Stadium on opening day? The Mets couldn't sack up and finish the job themselves. And uh, now we have to deal with them like 19 times per year. Is this better? Is this better? Uh, I'm, I'm doing all right, but this just pisses me off because... We're sitting here all offseason, even before Steve Cohen became owner of the Mets. And we're listening to F Mets fans talk about how he's going to go on a spending spree, how he's going to turn MLB on its head and start spending. And what what has what have the Mets spent this offseason? They passed on Real Muto for $40 million, uh, $40 million James McCann deal. They gave Trevor May $16 million. Yes, they inherited $44 million in payroll, something like that. Uh in acquiring Carlos Carrasco and Francisco Lindor, but that's not spending. None of that is spending. 
that's just that those are making moves like the, the first two moves are just to address vacancies. Their bullpen's terrible and they had no catcher. And then the other one was sort of a blockbuster trade. They, 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 they let go of spare parts because the Indians were down on their luck and they didn't want to pay Lindor and they wanted to shed payroll. So they took advantage of that. I'm just sick of hearing that this guy is going to spend. And when you look at the final details, the blue Jays offered six for one fifty. We know Springer was looking for upwards of one seventy five to 200 obviously wasn't going to get that, especially in this market, but the Mets really, their final offer was six for 120 or 125. And you're going to tell me that the man who's worth $14 billion couldn't sack up another 25 to $30 million to make this a reality for, for the Mets. And now that they apparently is Brandon Nimmo, your center fielder of the future. Like, is that what you're going with? Is this what you're is the, or you're prioritizing a, an extension for Michael Conforto when it's going to cost you that much money that that you're hesitant to sign a guy like Springer who has proven he's easily one of the best outfielders in the league and one of the best postseason performers of all time. I know that sounds like a hot take, but it's really not. The guy literally de- he's delivered for Houston in the in the playoffs almost <clears throat> every series he's ever appeared in. Um, and you look at the Mets' financial situation. Uh, once again, $14 billion owner afraid to go over the luxury tax threshold as a first time offender. The Mets are at 185 million right now. I don't know what else. Mo- uh, I don't know what other moves they are going to make. Are they going to sign Trevor Bauer? Like, is that what they're going to do? And they no. don't, they're, they're not, I, I, <laughs> no. I know they're not. I'm just asking that because we, we have to at least ask the question, but they're not going to sign Trevor Bauer. So what other move is there to make for this team? I understand that they kind of had a fluid. They, they have a somewhat fluid outfield situation with, with Jeff McNeil, Michael Conforto and Brandon Nimmo. Um, but if you really break it down, it's probably smarter to move Jeff McNeil to second base, move Nimmo and Conforto to the corner spots and add a guy like Springer. And then you're talking, I know extensions have to be prioritized for a few other guys. You don't really know what's happening with Noah Syndergaard. You don't know what's going to happen with Marcus Stroman. You probably have to keep Conforto. A lot of things to kind of balance, but all you got to do here is just up the offer and backload it. The Mets are not going to be paying anybody like four or five years from now, and they're going to have to figure things out again after three years. So this is a huge miss by them. And I'm not mad that Springer is on the Blue Jays. I'm just mad that he's on the Blue Jays because the Mets were scared to bid another $25 million because you know, if they match the offer, he was going to the Mets. Why is, why is he going to every report we've heard this off season was that he wants to stay close to home. He doesn't want to go too far. And now he took an extra 25, 30 million to go to Canada. So this is fully on the Mets. If I'm a Mets fan, I'm pretty pissed. I know the Lindor trades. At Progressive, you can get 24-7 protection, even if you break the space-time continuum. Ted, wake up. Huh? You look exactly like me. I am you, Ted, from the future. You need to call Progressive. What? Why? Well, they have 24-7 protection when you bundle your home and auto. And my teleportation cube just smashed into your car. Wait, you crashed into my car? Technically, it's our car. Progressive offers more than a great price when you bundle home and auto. We offer round-the-clock protection, which literally means anytime. Coverage from Progressive Casualty Insurance Company affiliates and third-party insurers and subject to policy terms. Bundle discount not available in all states or situations. Certainly gets you hyped up, but guess what? They have to figure out an extension for him, and if they're not really spending money on the free agent market and they're passing up on premier talent, I don't know why we think that an extension is a foregone conclusion here. I know it's probably likely, but I don't know. It's just it's just such a bad look, and I'm just sick of hearing Mets fans. So that that's that's really all I'm mad about. 
yeah, Blue Jays fans don't have a home stadium. Springer would like to be closer to home. You know, we, we don't even know where home is for the Toronto Buffalo Blue Jays next year. Um, it, it was the money. A whole lot of we never wanted Springer energy from Mets fans uh, on Tuesday night. Um, you did. You, you did want Springer, and you thought you were getting him on Christmas. That was the buzz. You thought he was like a Christmas present. Yeah, sick two and uh, a half, KFC three weeks report. later. Yeah, two and a half, three weeks later, you, you never wanted him actually – You'd rather prioritize, you know, a Michael Conforto extension. That's fine. Conforto's like three years younger. He's just a worse player, you know, and I won't, I won't even, I won't hear that argument. You can argue that to me if you'd like that you'd rather extend Conforto. Springer, you know, higher average, faster, more skills, better defensively, more of a track record, postseason performer, which can't really be quantified and assessed properly, but he, you, you trust Springer in the postseason and Conforto is pretty much empty calories. Um, who alternates these strong seasons with weak seasons. Uh, Springer's better. Sorry. Uh, Brandon Nimmo, defensive liability. I'm not going to get into it with the Nimmo hive again. Real Met fans know that what you see on the field from Nimmo is not satisfactory, regardless of what the numbers say. He's a roller coaster. You know, he's not going to put up a 148 WRC plus next year in a full season. Hate to burst your bubble there, but uh, he's your guy. So enjoy your guy. Um, you wanted Springer. Just just look me in the eye and, and tell me that you wanted George Springer on your team really good baseball player, just an extremely, extremely good baseball player who, when the opportunity arises, you take him. Um, and we heard all about, like you said, how Steve Cohen was going to purchase the entire league. Uh, he was going to dominate major league baseball every off season, four or five free agents, all joining Steve Cohen's Thanos glove or whatever, just one after another, you know, what, what are they offering you? I'll double it. I'm Steve Cohen. Who cares? Um, <laughs> and it turns out, the Mets got Lindor and Carlos Carrasco. Good for them. Big move. Uh, they had a pretty big talent gap to close. That helped. But, you know, you have to acquire big names to supplement a bad core. You know, we're not, we're ta- we're not talking about adding an extra jewel onto the crown. We're talking about getting a franchise player because you don't have one. Um, so now they have Lindor. And the rest of Steve Cohen's moves were working the payroll up from embarrassing to acceptable. Right? Trevor May. James McCann, come on down. These are pieces. James McCann is basically filling in for Wilson Ramos. It's like putting a B on top of a B minus. Um, Trevor May, good bullpen arm. The Mets have theoretically good bullpen arms like Edwin Diaz, who's been absolute garbage since joining the Mets. Um, they've added good bullpen arms in the past. Dylan Batanza showed up last year. Um, not much difference between those two signings. And it, the Mets fans are just hoping this one works out when previous ones haven't. And the fact that he's not willing to pass the luxury tax as a first-time offender, like you said, is patently absurd. Um, everybody should be passing the luxury tax. All major league teams should be willing to do it. It's a tax. Owners are rich. Owners own the team for a reason, and that reason is to win. Every team in baseball who can pass the luxury tax, which is all of them, should do it. And Cohen should pass it times two, times three. He's got the financial might to you know, battle back from whatever tax he incurs. And the Mets have never done it before. This is like a fresh start. He's got an unlimited license to sign bad contracts going into the future. And it uh, looks like he's going to sign Lindor next offseason, and that's pretty much it. Cool? I, I guess. And But I'm already seeing the excuses on Mets, fan, uh, on Mets Twitter. Oh, Steve Cohen said he didn't want to spend like a drunken sailor. This, is, this, this isn't a deal that – a six-year, $150 million deal for one of the best outfielders in the league is not, is not being a spendthrift. That's making a and for and for a center fielder. It's not you're not talking about a we're not even talking about a corner outfielder. We're talking about a center fielder, a guy who can hold down 
the fort in one of the most position, in one of the most important positions on the field. The Mets don't have a center fielder right now. Brandon Nimmo is not a center fielder. So this would have addressed a very big need. It wouldn't have been a prohibitive cost. I did $25 million a year for a guy who's going to play every George Springer is a durable guy. He's rarely ever hurt. And he's, he's a power hitter. He can hit for average. He can get on base. He does it all. He's, he's, this is not the, not an excessive expenditure we're talking about here. I, I you could argue an excessive, excessive expenditure, if you really want to talk about it would have been real Muto, you know, paying $25 million for a catcher. It's a lot of money. Um, and you had other needs, but now you kind of figured out all your needs. You, you're, you're largely set and you need one more guy and this is what you're going to do, but great. And now even better is that the blue Jays are now targeting Michael Brantley with a good chance that he could sign there because him and Springer are buddies. So it's a double whammy effect here because the Mets didn't want to spend an extra $25 million. And it's just frustrating to see. Uh, And like I said, in the beginning of this, Steve Cohen was never going to come in and just start spending money. Do you think the owners would have allowed that? Do you think, I'm not saying there's like a greater conspiracy that the owners are working to suppress wages to no end because we still see big contracts, but no owner is going to let this guy just come in and drop a $250 million payroll for, for one season and, and fuck up the market for all the other uh, all the other guys out there and drive up the prices for every other, every other owner trying to make deals in free agency. It was just never going to happen. And for fans to think that was going to happen is crazy because it's the Mets too. You know, the Mets, the Mets already figured out a way to Mets themselves this off season, which we'll get into now. And Jared Porter, what, now, now Steve Cohen had the perfect opportunity to sweep the, not that this is going to get swept under the rug. This is a very serious issue and it should be at the forefront of the discussion right now, but he could have put this on the back burner a little bit and silenced it a little bit with the signing of George Springer. And it kind of would have made the scars go away. Jared Porter was GM for 37 days until ESPN got hold of sexually explicit text messages that he sent to a foreign female reporter that was clear harassment and 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 predatory behavior so now this is the conversation around the Mets they're not willing to spend money and now they don't have a GM because they hired a guy who's who's a creep and and that's where we're at right now so they not only were they too cheap they they botched a perfect opportunity to to unmets themselves and it just makes me still think that they're, they're they're just still the Mets this is who the Mets are this is who they're always going to be yeah, it's really hard to sign George Springer, it turns out, without a GM. Oops, I guess maybe uh, I would have probably checked in on your GM's credentials at some point uh, prior to officially hiring him and giving them this massive promotion. I do want to take this time to dissect the false narrative, extremely false narrative, that the Mets handled this amazingly uh, and act w- d- acted decisively and, and swept out the troublemaker uh, under the rug. Uh, Steve Cohen... Uh, during the vetting process, uh, apparently got nothing but glowing reviews uh, for Jared Porter, uh, hired him because he thought he was a high character guy because he got, you know, referral after referral from people saying, you know, Porter's this amazing person. Uh, How many women did he speak to? You ask zero did not speak to a woman one time in asking about Jared Porter's credentials. So already the hiring process, extremely suspect. Um, It only took, you know, immediately after he was hired, a female complained guarantee that's not the first time he treated a woman in that disgusting manner uh two unread explicit text messages is too many by the way a lot of focus on 62 unread text messages in a row i mean it's deranged it's crazy behavior but even if he'd only sent one 
Uh, still probably a fireable offense, yes. folks, FYI. So, um, but yes, it does underscore just how insane this person is. Uh, 62 unread text messages. And then Sandy Alderson, uh, in his apology statement, outed the reporter's country of origin, which was kept secret from the report because they didn't want to jeopardize. She didn't want to come forward because she didn't want to jeopardize her future. Got chased out of the sport of baseball by Jerry Porter, went home to her home country. And after he got promoted, finally decided to, uh, uh, you know, let ESPN announce, you know, go public with this because of all that she had, she'd already lost everything. And after all of that intended to protect her, Sandy Alderson just blurts it out. So that's terrible. And I do also want to note that Steve Cohen, uh, not a saint himself, uh, an unsealed gender discrimination complaint filed by a former top manager for Mr. Cohen at his 0.72 asset management hedge fund company in Stanford offered a glimpse into his volatile temper and what some women have said is an openly sexist and hostile culture. It includes a story where he berated a woman in an expletive written tirade in July 2019, a year and a half ago, claiming her work sucked, she was stupid, and he called her uh, a term for women's genitals. So this is your God who decided not to ask a single woman in sports if a man should get a promotion in sports. And then uh, his right-hand man, Sandy Alderson, just blurting out confidential information in what he claimed was an apology. So same old Mets is right. The Mets are not handling this with care. Congratulations to Steve Cohen on doing the bare minimum, but you, sir, have a checkered past, and you did not uh, vet this man properly or do most things properly during uh, this whole uh, process. At Progressive, you can get 24-7 protection, even if you break the space-time continuum. Ted, wake up. What? You look exactly like me. I am you, Ted, from the future. You need to call Progressive. What? Why? Well, they have 24-7 protection when you bundle your home and auto, and my teleportation cube just smashed into your car. Wait, you crashed into my car? Technically, it's our car. Progressive offers more than a great price when you bundle home and auto. We offer round-the-clock protection, which literally means anytime. Coverage from Progressive Casualty Insurance Company affiliates and third-party insurers and subject to policy terms. Bundle discount not available in all states or situations. We're going to come right back. When we do, we're going to be talking more about the Mets uh, because why not? I'm going to throw it to you, Thomas. And we're going to talk about the Yankees losing out on another pitching target. Stay tuned. Welcome back, uh, Thomas, to talk about uh, Cohen, Jared Porter, and all this nonsense as well. Um, yeah, the floor is yours. I, I, I'm, I'm angry. I've said too much. Yeah, I, I, and everybody has every right to be angry here, especially females in sports. Um, and I'm not making excuses for everybody. I do like the way that the the Mets handled this. I'm not going to give them a gold medal, but he was fired within like 12 hours. That the was report, good. The report dropped at 11 p.m. I don't know how much he could do overnight, but he was fired. But we woke up and uh, I, I sent you the tweet. Cohen announced it himself on Twitter. Um, zero tolerance policy. Hey, step in the right direction. But guess what? That's what should happen. Uh, it's at least somewhat encouraging because we've seen so many times in the past where teams just fight this. Teams are just like, ah, well, you know, it was an isolated incident. Not really a big deal. Not like of this magnitude, but we've heard things about people who have managed to keep their jobs and teams sweep it under the rug or you don't find out until years later. Um, so uh, I, I can't imagine what it feels like to be a woman in sports, especially after you see this, it's disgusting. And this is a man who was clearly using his power to take advantage of somebody who was beneath him. Uh, she was a reporter. She obviously believed that not that she could use him, but Jared Porter at some point could have been a reliable asset to her to help advance her career because she was in baseball. She was looking to get pertinent information and he was apparently a guy who was high up and, and had that, and had that type of pedigree to help her out. 
he used that to his advantage. Absolutely disgusting. Um, I, on, in terms of the who, what women they could have interviewed, I don't know. I, am I going to be critical? I'm, I'm definitely skeptical of that. I don't know if I'm going to be critical of the Mets because they didn't interview any women. I don't know who they're going to interview. I guess maybe that's a question for a woman to, to tell me who they would interview. Uh, because like we said, the biggest problem with baseball is that there are no, there are very few females in sports. We just saw our first female GM hired in the history of the sport this offseason in Kim Ang, who had 30 plus years of experience. So it's a systemic problem. They're, the baseball doesn't hire enough women. And I don't know if they're, the problem here is that they may not have had the opportunity to interview a, a, a woman to speak of Jared Porter's past. And even if this was an isolated incident, it still deserves punishment and this is the the correct punishment and then you know you have the worry that this could potentially be repeat behavior because typically with these kind of instances especially when it's 62 consecutive unread text messages culminating with a a a sexually explicit photo uh i don't know if that's and they and another thing to point out is these were not like late night things not that that excuses it but like these were during the afternoon so like some of them were during work hours meaning that there is clearly a a character issue here if he's like dead sober doing this not that being under the influence gives you any excuse but even worse in my opinion that that's that's the way that it went down um in summation i don't think the mets deserve a pat on the back i think that as uh as a whole people viewing major league baseball from the outside should at least view this as a positive development for things to come because behavior like this should never be accepted. And we've seen so many times that it, it does get accepted in some capacity and people in power get away with these types of things. Jared Porter, thankfully did not get away with it. Whether Steve, Steve Cohen's checkered past, that's none, none of that is good to hear, but guess what? At least that there's some amends being made at, at the beginning of his tenure with the Mets, because if he's going to still put forth his usual behavior based on whatever we're hearing from these, these, these court documents, that's dangerous for baseball. And that's dangerous for females working for the Mets or females just working in baseball in general. Um, So I'd like to know what more people think about this in terms of what women you think they should have interviewed in his life, or I guess track down women that he's previously worked with. Um, But glad he's gone because baseball really doesn't need any more bad PR with all the stuff that's been happening. Um, And the, the quicker, the faster that this is, this is done and he's gone and he's likely going to be blackballed from the sport. He's probably not going to get another job again. The faster we can move on, the, fa- the faster we can get these issues to the forefront. So women and females can all be comfortable working in major league baseball and just, they want to do their jobs. They don't want to be, they don't want to be, uh, bogged down with Jared Porter disgusting text messages. And that's the reality for a lot of this. So I'm glad that he's out. Hope I know this isn't a good feeling for a lot of women, but um, hopefully one less person involved here can, can really get the ball rolling and, and create more of a, I guess, a strict uh, uh, vetting process in future hires for these types of people. Yeah. Very glad he's gone. Nobody wants to hear two men talk about this for too long, but just <laughs> next time major league baseball teams, if you're, if you're thinking about hiring a candidate, um, you might want to check in with the women who worked in the Arizona diamondbacks front office, front desk people, you know, from high ranking executives all the way down to find out how he treats the lowest people on the totem pole. Sometimes that could be where you could uncover stories that are extremely unsavory like this. Like you said, 
isolated incident or not we don't know probably not he barely knew this woman and he already thought he had the right in power dynamics to send her this ridiculous insane string of explicit texts so you know if it happened at the drop of a hat here repeatedly you know we don't know if it happened previously but it probably did so it's worth checking in with some character witnesses uh that's all we're saying um so now on to uh yankees baseball briefly um joe musgrove he's gone the Padres probably don't need more pitching, but they decided to collect him anyway. Their rotation is now extremely stacked. Um, you are not a Musgrove fan. I'm not really either. Um, just because the, when's the last time the Yankees ever added a pitcher with unlock unlockable potential and then unlocked him? We talked about this a little bit on Monday. There were risks inherent in adding Musgrove. Uh, he's a you know he's a California boy. He wanted to go home to San Diego. Don't fault him for that. Help steer the trade in that direction. And the Padres are the beneficiaries repeatedly of these situations where they're willing to just be baseball teams slightly more than other baseball teams. Uh, Pirates are going, we want five prospects for one, you know, quantity over quality. Give us one of your top 10 prospects and then just a big old pile of people. And they were like, fine, we're willing to do that. We don't care. We're insane. Um, So reactive versus proactive. We've talked about this with Cashman before, even if Musgrove wasn't your guy, uh, they do need to make a move on somebody. Jose Quintana wasn't my guy either. He went to the Angels. They're not getting him. So now the list does dwindle. It's the other Pirates on the trade market. It's Kyle Hendricks, who you know works out with Eric Cressy just like Corey Kluber did. And that's, you know, the Cubs no longer have anyone in their rotation other than Kyle Hendricks. So if they intend to compete next year, which they don't, um, they currently have, you know, a number two as their ace and a whole bunch of number fives. So their rotation is awful. The Cubs are going to be maybe a last place team in the NL Central this year. So there's no reason Kyle Hendricks should still be on the team. I still have my hopes that the Yankees might find their way to him. Uh, but other than that, the, the you know opportunities are, are pretty unimpressive at this point. Yeah, and I am going to support the Yankees being patient here because – I think we've talked about it a million times after they signed Kluber. I think the only other answer is, is trading for a number two starter and that's it. Musgrove. We could talk about his high upside. All we want. People are referencing the advanced analytics from the last couple of years. Uh, he gives up soft contact. Uh, he, his uh, strikeouts per nine spiked in 2020, but again, it was a shortened season. So I don't know how we're going to be judging that as a legitimate thing. He's right around eight strikeouts per nine innings. And then in 2020, it shot up to 12.5. So uh, FIP, I guess, was solid or ERA, his ERA plus went up too. FIP and ERA plus went up uh, once again in the shortened season. I don't know how we're judging that. It's the same thing with the Padres. Like they're everyone's viewing Denelson Lamette as an ace. He's had 12 good starts. He had a good short in 2020 and then everything else was average. And I'm not saying... Joey, Joey Lucchese, who they traded in this hey. deal, who ended up who hey, Joey Lucchese back in New York. He ended up with the Mets. Jared Porter's last, last Jared Porter yeah, move. <laughs> thanks for the parting <laughs> gift, buddy. Uh, actually, not a bad deal because Lucchese, who did not have a good 2020. I don't know if it was shortened by injuries. He only appeared in three games. He got kind of wrecked. Uh, seems like there was something wrong. Don't know the details behind it. We could probably uh, fact check that later. Um 4.21 ERA and 1.28 whip in uh, 59 games, 58 starts, 308 strikeouts and 299 innings. That's pretty solid. Joe Musgrove, 108 games, 83 starts, 4.33 ERA, 1.23 whip, whip, 465 strikeouts in 496 innings. 
I, I, not saying these guys are the same, but I don't really see that big of a difference. And they're the same age. Uh, Lucchese just has a little bit less experience. Um, so, and again, I, I don't want the Yankees going after potential high upside guys. I don't want Joe Musgrove. I don't, I don't want Jamison Tyon. I don't want Chad cool. I don't want, I know they're all pirates. So there's more, uh, there's other people on the trade market we could talk about, but those are the names that continually seem to be linked to the Yankees and the Yankees, as we talked about already have the high upside. They have Clark Schmidt. They have Davey Garcia. They have Jordan Montgomery. They have Domingo Herman. They need more concrete answers than potential breakout solutions because like you said and like we've talked about the Yankees don't bring the best out of pitchers they need more solidified answers than they do potential experiments Joe Musgrove to me is a total experiment you're not going to convince me that he's turned everything around after a one in five record with a three eight six ERA and eight starts um on the Pirates it's just in a, in a bad NL the NL Central was bad and that was a good portion of his opponents I believe so not really anything impressive. And I also don't want to give up five players for one, even if they aren't like top prospects that you have to remember here that the Padres have Padres are coming from a, a, a perspective of luxury. Why? Because they already got Blake Snell. They already have you Darvish. They have Mike Clevenger coming back in 2022. They have Chris Paddock. They have Lamette who they're high on. I, I don't know. I, I, I would, I guess I'd be high on him if I were a Padres fan, but I wouldn't be banking on him being, a surefire, you know, ace like starter. Um, but the Padres have one of the best farm systems in baseball. They have a surplus to trade from um, and they could continue to take risks on high upside guys. I know Larry Rothschilds is there, which is pretty ironic because he Ooh. is, he is one to not maximize talent from guys who, uh, who, who need the, the unlocking of the potential. He does not do that. But if you're the Padres yep. and you look at the top end of your rotation with, those four guys in, in Paddock, Lamette, Darvish, and Snell to start off the year, adding a Musgrove to the back of the rotation is great. That's a tremendous move. And they're just, they're in a different position than the Yankees are right now. And potentially trading uh, assets that you don't really necessarily need if you're kind of going for it all in the next two years. I know they didn't give up a top 100 prospect. We can keep yapping about that, but five players for one is still a significant deal. And um, I just, I, I don't think the Yankees need to do that. I think they, I'd rather them preserve their assets and make a giant move for a guy like Hendricks, where it's going to be Hendricks, where it's going to be solidified. You're going to know what your rotation is. And then you could screw around with the back end and figure out who's going to be the number four and five and, and let those be the high upside players. Don't add any more to create more confusion. I would much rather have Hendricks than anybody who's been traded so far. I just hope the Cubs come to their senses and are like, wow, there's really not much in our backyard. We actually probably do have to get rid of this person because we've gotten rid of everybody else already. I will only say that, uh, you know, Chad Cool, interesting, kind of. Tyon interests me too, but he hasn't pitched since 2018. Pretty much a lottery ticket like Kluber at this point without the Cy Young pedigree. If Kluber is the only move of the offseason after DJ LeMahieu and they went all the way up to the tax threshold just to do that uh, on the, you know, information and tip from Eric Cressy, that's not great. Um, there, there are more holes on this team and things that need to be reinforced. The Kluber deal was a great signal to me that they were willing to go past that first tax threshold. Joel Sherman had a great breakdown. It's paying, you know, very little additional money on the dollar when you only pass the first threshold. And there's a pretty good chance that things are going to get restructured anyway after 2021 when there's a possible work stoppage. 
new contract negotiations between the MLBPA and, and the ownership, et cetera. So this might be a one-year thing, an opportunity to just slightly trip over the tax and take advantage of other teams being reticent and not you know going forward. Um, but if they're unwilling to do that and they spent all of their excess money on a Corey Kluber redemption tour, that's not great. I'm still going to be excited about it for now because I'm going to bank on them being wise enough to go that extra mile. But if they don't, not a fantastic look. Uh, that is it for this episode of the Yanks Go Yard podcast. I'm Adam Weinrib. Uh, you can find me on Twitter at Adam Weinrib. You can find us on Apple Podcasts, Google Podcasts, Spotify, wherever you do get your podcasts. Make sure to drop us a five-star review along with a mailbag question. We will see you again on Friday. And once again, that's at Adam Weinrib. <laughs> And I'm Thomas Carinante. You can find me at Tommy's underscore takes. Please head on over to yanksguard.com. Hit us up on Twitter at the official Yanksguard Twitter account at YanksGoYardFS. And uh, hopefully we'll have some better topics to talk about on Friday. I know we said we'd have a guest today, but things got pushed back. So uh, we'll let you know when that's going to be more uh, solidified and concrete in terms of a date. And until then, hope you enjoy the rest of your week, folks. Hey, see you, folks. You know how to book flights and hotels. All you're missing is a tool to plan the travel experiences you'll have once you arrive. That's why you need Viator. Book guided tours, activities, excursions, and more in one place to make your trip truly unforgettable. Viator has over 300,000 travel experiences to choose from. Everything from simple tours to extreme adventures and all the niche, interesting stuff in between. So you can plan something that everyone you're traveling with will enjoy. Real traveler reviews give the inside scoop from people who've already been on the experiences you're considering. So you can plan with confidence. Free cancellation helps you plan for the unexpected. And 24-7 customer support means you can travel worry-free. Download the Viator app now and use code Viator10 for 10% off your first booking in the app. Find travel experiences for you. Do more with Viator. Sick of being upsold at gyms? My guy, you're currently a base member. For $90 more, I can upgrade you to our Shred membership. For $130 more, you'll be a swole member. And for just $300 more, you'll reach Sweat Platinum. At Planet Fitness, you'll get energy without the upsell. Never pushy, always free fitness training and equipment for every workout. It's fitness that fits your budget. Join Planet Fitness for just $1 down and $10 a month. Cancel anytime. Deal ends Friday, May 10th. See Home Club for details.